So the, the psukim in Chukosai, which are a prediction of the worst things that ever happened in Kal Yisrael, so uh, they become increasingly worse every time. The phrase in the, in the Torah is, V'halachtem imi bekeri. So bekeri is lashon of kar. Kar is cold, right? Cold means insensitive, where you're not, you're not sensitive to, to what's going on around you and appreciating that there's a reason why things are happening. So keri also means like a mikra. Mikra means like random. So the fact that it's like mida, connect mida. If you have a cold insensitivity to the messages that Hashem is, is sending you, so then you are subject to Hashem saying, all right, whatever happens, happens. I'm not getting involved anymore. I'm not providing hashgacha pratis. I'm starting from the words, what does it mean in the Pasuk when Hashem says uh, that, that you decide to, to walk with me randomly and with that coldness? That you decide that uh, you know whatever happens, all right, just like that's how it how it occurred. Not because there was any special hashkacha pratis. If you don't look at the fact, look, there's a virus. There's a virus that we have to have to uh, respond to. All of the You have to start looking, introspecting, doing cheshmer nefesh, and seeing where there's room for correction. As it says in Eicha, the ultimate destruction, the Migdash, and the Navi calls upon the Jewish people, Jewish people call upon themselves, let us search our ways and investigate where there's room for improvement. If a person ignores where he's gone wrong and does not change his ways, and he says, look, look, so then it makes his his chait all the more severe. Yirmiyah was the author of Eich also. So, uh, you know, living through the same, the same uh, time period and the same set of circumstances for Jewish people, the common theme of being honest with oneself is uh, is at the core of, of any turnaround. So, so what does it mean if we're called upon to identify what we do wrong? And on the one hand, we're taking the task if we say, if we deny any responsibility, so, so Hashem says, that's the worst. That's the worst. So the Gemara actually deals with this a little bit. The Gemara says that there's, that there's things to blame it on. If you, if you can't find anything wrong with your own behavior, so then, you know, the, then you can, your first look your first, uh, you know, uh, set of of uh, uh, attribution um, goes to specific places, and one of them is Talmud Torah. Okay, right, right. So it's a pretty it's a pretty heavy statement. Okay, if you cannot find, I mean, this, if you can't find anything else that you're doing wrong, so then you should blame it on Talmud Torah. Most of us, if we're honest, and this is what the Shachu was saying, most of us, if we're honest, can find something else along the way before we get down to to Bittal Torah that might be on the list too. But you can probably find other things that need to be corrected. Now we don't have a navi anymore. It used to be when Yirmiyahu was speaking, Yirmiyahu could could tell you if you went to him. You know what am I doing wrong? Okay, and uh, and the the Navium were 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 there to reveal everything to us. Uh, we, we spoke about this recently. There there's descriptions mafurish in in Nach where where if you lost your you know your property, you could ask the navi. Okay, where is it? Okay, I mean you, you, things that you were looking for. Where's my keys? Where's my car? You know, where, where, my where's my donkeys? Right, exactly. Where are my donkeys? So, so on the one hand, we had a gift, right? It was a gift, not just 
yeah, let's let's not make this super superficial, right? You think like, oh, that's, isn't that convenient? You know, like I don't need like find my phone. I can just like ask the ask the rabbi. It's more than that. It's when you have access. Think about this for a second. We'll both say when you have Eitan, when you have access to the Navi, Navi can tell you where your keys, where you left your keys, right? So you could just look at that. Oh, that, isn't that nice? You know, uh, save save me some time looking all over the house for it. Uh, you know, no, it's it's realization. Let's put it to, let's put it like this. If you go through the animamins in in the sitter, okay. So animamin bemunishlemas shekol divernivim emes. Number six, I believe, is belief that the words of the navi are true. Okay, so it makes sense. It's part of Tanakh, right? We should believe that it, it's uh, it's correct. But as as you should know, and you must know, the thirteen animamins are a very 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 condensed form of what each of those principles of faith are supposed to mean. Okay, so we, we get by with with a a, a a uh, you know a summary, but appreciate that if there's a a fundamental principle of belief, it's going to be a little more detailed than a one-liner. Okay, so here's a great example, um, and I would refer to, refer you to Pincus's Sefer on Amuna because he expands on this very much. That principle of faith that Hashem speaks to uh, to, to people, right? It's not just that I believe the different Nivim uh, uh, are correct or MS. Okay, but like take a step back. That means that Hashem communicates with human beings. Hashem communicates with human beings. Now that's important because we should then take the message that we communicate with Hashem, right? That when we reach out to the Bonus Shalom, He's listening, right? There is a, a back and forth. There's an open line of communication that starts with Him reaching out to us and is available for us to reach out to Him. But we don't even need to go that far. Let's focus just on the fact that the Bonus Shalom speaks to us. So when you encounter a person who can rise to the level that they are worthy of Hashem speaking to them and making even those little bits of everyday information accessible, so that that exposes you to a tangible feeling of Hashem being a very big part of your world, a very real part of your world, right? The function of the Navi was not like put a quarter in the machine and like out comes your your advice or your information or like, okay, you know, what, what should I do for a living? You know, I, 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 I can't get uh, an appointment with the counseling center that's not during Shear, so I'm just going to go to the Navi instead and he'll tell me what I should do for a living. Right? It's not, not as simple as just getting information. It's, wow, that information is provided from a divine source, not from someone in First Hall or wherever they are. No, okay, we keep moving around. Right? That, yeah, First Hall. Yeah. yeah, okay, fine. So like that, that's, that's huge. That's like better than the best stock tip, better than knowing who's going to win the Super Bowl. You know, that's like, that's Hashem gave me this information. And the fact that there's someone in this world who's in touch with Shamayim means that I feel more of Hashem as a real presence in my life. Okay? So that's why, that's why the, 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 the Nevuah, it trickled down even to the most basic things. Now, that also gives us a little insight into the general trend in history, right? What, what does it say about Avodazar? Why, why are we not like pulled to worship idols nowadays? The Gemara said, for the most part, for most of the world, San, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Yuma, that, that uh, the Ashkenazi girl davened that the Yitzhar for Avodazar should disappear. Okay? So some of that may have, uh, it doesn't mean that it's, it's absolutely eradicated a thousand percent. It may mean that there, there are parts of the world where it still exists. It may also mean that even in our lives, it morphed into a different, a different image 
it's not an idol, but there's other things that we worship. You know, I'm not the first person to say this. Okay, you know, worship money, we worship ourselves, we worship ideals. You know, athletes, whatever it is. Okay, there's other types of idolizing. Okay, we even have American Idol. Okay, you know, like there's there's different ways in which it, it expresses itself. So, so note that at the same period of history, the Anshikanas Hagadola eradicating the the uh, Yitzhar for Avodah was also the time that Nevoah stopped. It's the same period of time, beginning of the second base of Mikdash, when Nevoah stopped. Not a coincidence. Moshe Shapiro, I believe, explains what's the correlation. Why should the two go together? Because ask yourself for a moment what Avodazara was all about. Avodazara was something that we can't wrap our heads around. One reason we can't wrap our heads around it is because of the following. If there's Nevoah in the world, as we just described it, if there's a tangible feeling that God is like on this planet communicating with us, then there would be no Bechir Chavshas. If any time you had any question, okay, forget ChatGPT, you go to the Navi, and he's got a better answer for you, okay, that always makes sense, okay, then, then like, Hashem is so strongly apparent, the only way that God can make it fair for us to live in this world and have honest choices of, it, of should I do the right, should I do the wrong, is that there's an equally powerful force pushing me away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is like the classic, how come every time I, I, I do a mitzvah, a chocolate bar doesn't come down from Shemaya? And every time I do a vera, a lightning bolt doesn't hit me over the head. The answer is because that wouldn't be that would be so obvious, like, you can't say to someone, I give you free will to decide if you want to stick your hand in the fire. No, I know what happens if I stick my hand in the fire. That's not free will anymore. That's like, that, that's like I already know the result, Right? I need to make the right decisions based on my belief in Hashem and the Torah, not based on instant gratification. What happens, you know, or instant punishment? Same idea. There's got to be. A, there's got to be a push. There's got to be a, a push in one direction, a pull in the other direction for for life to be meaningful and the decisions you make to be meaningful. So, at the time that there was nevuah, because the feeling of Shechina was so apparent, there was a base of English. You could watch the fire come down from Shemaim. There had to be an equally or equally in, in quotations pull in the opposite direction, and it was done in the form of Avodazar. So when Avodazar disappeared, a lot of the other, again, open miracles and things that, like, Tsaras, right? We don't have Tsaras anymore. Why? Because it was so obvious. You spoke of Tsarara, you got something on your hand, right? Then then it wouldn't even be free will exercised to not speak of The more that things, be, you know, were hidden, the more that Hashem pulled himself away from this world, Hashem also took some of the challenges away like the Avodah Zarah, or vice versa. When Hashem removes some of the challenges like Avodah Zarah, He also had to pull back some of His obvious presence because otherwise, again, you see, it works both ways. Okay? What's that? I, I'm, I'm going to trust God on this one. Okay? Um, apparently, it did express itself in a reasonable, in a reasonable uh, exchange. Okay? So how do we get into this? Just to close. So what we see in, 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 in the Shire Tshuva, Rabbi Yon is saying that you don't have anyone to ask straight up, okay, what am I doing wrong? Okay? What, what am I doing wrong? So, the old days, it was that simple. I'm sick, what did I do wrong? I'll tell you what you did wrong, the nobody's going to tell you, and then you get better. You don't need to go to the doctor. We don't have that anymore. But, it doesn't mean that the search stops. Hashem says, I don't, I don't fault you if you can't pinpoint exactly what it is that you need to fix, but I do fault you if you don't try. I do fault you if you're not examining. I do fault you if you don't take time in your day to think about, okay, what could I have improved on? I'm not even going to say, what did I do wrong? I'm going to say, what, what could I improve upon? Okay? Is it tshuva? Yeah, tshuva is, 
Tshuva is making sure, part of, uh, we'll, we'll put it like this. Yes, Tshuva is, is, is looking at what I've already done, where can I improve? But, it's, but even if you've done Tshuva, even if it's a day after Yom Kippur, okay, you still have to like, you know, there's, there's a, a monitoring, there's a supervision to make sure you don't fall off track. Like the Masilis Sharm says, like any, if, if, any responsible business has an accountant, okay? And you don't wait a whole year, like at the end of, you know, the season, right before, you know, you have to give in your taxes to look back at the books to make sure everything's in order. Like, like as time goes on, you know, like you have any accounting people over here? Yeah? yeah. Okay, so like um, the, uh, the audits are like, you know, Constant. different departments, constants. Because like you can't let it pile up. Right, because then you, you could be so far off. By the time you open up the books, there's already an investigation against you. You know, by uh, by the feds. You can't wait for that. You, you, you'll stay on track if you if you look at little pieces at a time. Simple ex- simple examples. Okay, you we've discussed this before, so I'm just go very quickly. At the end, uh, at, at breakfast, look while you're eating. While you're just think about what what my davening look like. What my davening look like? Okay, is it where I want it to be? Where my brachos at the beginning of this meal? You know, the, the, I always say at the end of Shemona Esrei, right? So what's the closing line of Shemona Esrei? Yehu l'raton imri fi, v'hegel nivi l'fanach Hashem t'rivigoi. Please, Hashem, let the words that came out of my mouth and my thoughts and feelings be desirable to you, right? So is that, is that fair? Like, if I was not concentrating one word my entire davening, I'm, do I have the chutzpah to say to Hashem, please, I hope you like what I just said. Like, come on, you didn't even try. Okay? When you get off the phone with your, from your parents, ask yourself, did I speak to my parents the way that Kibbutz Aim requires me? Did I did I did I communicate with them respectfully? Doesn't mean we're always going to agree on everything, but did I did I at least make an attempt to be a mensch? Okay, like that. That's a real question you should ask yourself every time you get off the phone talking to your parents. Sometimes when you get off the phone talking to your parents, you should ask yourself: Do I call my parents enough? Do I am I am I am I good enough son? You know, in that regard. Okay, the question you got to ask yourself when you're spacing out, when you have nothing to do, just look at the last fifteen minutes, the last hour, last three hours of your day. When you walk into the room and you sit down, and you and you realize I didn't put my phone on the table. Okay, so that's like that's a moment of introspection of saying, well, why didn't I put my phone on? The, why didn't I? Why didn't I take the simple actions that I need to do to make my the next few hours of sheer meaning. Okay, we'll say that's it. We'll stop here. We'll pick up with Gimel next time.